1: Another episode of the Jamie Sports News podcast. It's been a little while here uh, with the coronavirus. A global pandemic has thrown us off our game, Jack. But we're yeah, back. yeah. And
0: here's a little sad thought that I was thinking before we started this: Is this our last episode, technically, of this season? I mean, we might have one here and there as I guess so. News yeah. Breaks, but yeah, I think this is our last episode. Like,
1: we'll probably have to do an emergency pod for when Ben Benigni gets drafted first. <laughs> By the (laughs) Bengals over Joe Burrow. Do you think Danucci has a shot at
0: getting drafted, or do you think he's more of a
1: rookie camp arm? No, but I think he'll. I do think he'll be a rookie camp guy. I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not sure. I guess Robinson probably gets drafted. No, but he fell. He's fallen off a lot since the uh, injury. He got. Yeah, I don't know if he's necessarily fallen off, but his draft stock has. That's yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. And then um, no pro day with all this, which definitely I think hurts. Some of them. I wouldn't be surprised if no one gets drafted. From yeah,
0: if, we, if they had the pro day, I wouldn't have been surprised if three got drafted. But now not having a pro day, I wouldn't expect any of them to get drafted. I do think three will be on a practice squad or roster for the next season from this group. Yeah. I think DACA, Carter, and Robinson will all be on a roster. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, Carter was, yeah, Carter was what he did, like a, one of those senior bowls, right? Yeah. So he had something where he got a little bit he did of – really. So early, I, guess if that, you know,
0: wait, I guess they weren't early.
1: They've all happened. But if anyone, if anyone has a chance of getting drafted, it's probably yeah. him, and it would be like in the seventh round. But, I mean, we looked at like Moreland last year. Moreland fell all the way to the seventh, and I think he got a ton of buzz yeah. coming out. So you look at the lack of buzz for all the players right now, it'd be really hard, I think, for them to to get drafted. But like you were saying, you look at like DACA and uh, Carter and, and Robinson, you've got three defensive guys right there that have legitimate chances to make rosters, and you add in – uh, a guy like Riley Stapleton, Ben DiNucci, probably going to have at least chances yeah. um, in terms of rookie camp. So it'll be fun to see how it develops, obviously, um, how rookie camps will happen. It's going to be interesting um, just to see what happens with the uncertainty here in the next few months. But you imagine eventually there will be football and those players will have a chance to show their yeah, stuff.
0: i there's some sort of sports here in the next couple of months. Hopefully, man. Hopefully. But- it's been a struggle. No sports. It doesn't matter because we still had huge news come through. Men's basketball has yes. started a new era. Lou Rose gone. Mark Byington
1: is the new coach. Yes, Mark Byington of Georgia Southern is the new Breaking coach. News. His, la- his <laughs> last, yeah, His last name has taken me a little bit. Of an adjustment period. How Byington, are you pronouncing? I think it? I just when I saw it, I was like, "This could mean trouble for me because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going could be on Bington. there." Bington, but it's not too hard. Yeah, Bington, but it's it's Bington. I think Mike Jones would have been a simpler <laughs> one, just <laughs> for the fans to pick up. It's uh, my opinion. I don't I mean you know, obviously you don't want to hire anyone for the name, but you look at what Mike Houston did with a very simple name.
0: But look at what Kurt Signetti is doing—a not so simple name,
1: Kurt. Right, he lost in the championship. So (laughs) (laughs) that's why I think you need the name. No, it is what it is. What do you think about Byington? Because I've become more excited the last few days looking at it more. um, But I also, like when I heard it, uh, somebody texted me was like, had to Google who Mark Byington is, like after the news came out. And that's exactly what I did. When I heard he was hired, I was like, oh, cool. And then I Googled his
0: name. Yeah, I, I did the exact same thing. I saw that it happened. I think Jeff Goodman was the first one to break it. And then Rothstein and all those other college basketball guys jumped on. But the second I saw it, I was like, oh, awesome. This This is a cool guy. And then I was like, wait, I have no idea who he is. And then I saw it say, like, now former Georgia Southern coach. And I was like, oh, so he's from another mid-major school. I mean, my initial reaction was, yeah, I had to Google him and, Former Georgia Southern coach never made it to the NCAA tournament, never made it to the NIT tournament, career record of one thirty one in ninety-seven, so not too shabby. He did kind of rebuild that program, and I think in his seven years there, six of them had twenty win seasons. I think that's what the stat was. Um, he's
1: four, oh, four. My fault, my
0: fault. Uh,
1: but three in a row. So
0: three in a row. Twenty win seasons, something JMU hasn't had since Brady left. Um, he's familiar with the CAA. He was a former player at UNC Dub. Um, I think he had like 1,000 plus, 1,500 plus points there. Was good. And there's a lot of interesting connections coming through the woodwork right now to JMU with him. Um, I don't know if he's just saying this to get like good press or not, but like apparently he wanted, to, he's from Salem. So like kind of a local product, really wanted to play at JMU and sees JMU as the big time. Um, all of that's really good, but it's not, who I would have wanted. It's not really who I initially wanted for the hire. And over time I've become more meh on it. I, I, I'm i just excited to see the on-court kind of um, product now. And we have to wait a very long time for that to happen. But I was excited and now it's kind of turned to meh. I mean, it, it, to me, it's just a bland hire.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. I think that when you look at the connections to the state of Virginia, obviously it's from there. You mentioned that he talked about wanting to play there. He was an assistant at both Virginia and Virginia Tech. Pretty short stints at both places, but he was an assistant at both spots. Now takes over the JMU head coaching job, which, as we all know, is in Virginia. So that's a huge connection there. And uh, I think the one thing that excites me the most is that, like, Georgia Southern was pretty terrible when he took over. And he was able to do some really nice things with the program. Uh, They ended on a win this year. I think they were moving to the Sun Belt semifinals before – the season ended, so they would have had a chance to make the NCAA tournament had they done something there. Yeah, so I mean, it's a, a league that Ken Palm rated a little bit better this past season than the CAA. Um, so I think he'll be able to come in. And I think the floor is much higher than it was under Roe. Like, I don't I don't think there's going to be a nine-win season yeah. anytime soon. I imagine he'll be able to do a bunch more with it. But there's still not a lot of known in terms of the ceiling. Because as you said, he's never been to the NIT. He's never been in the NCAA tournament. He never won the Sun Belt either. So uh, the best they finished was in a tie for second a season ago. So he certainly built the program up, but it wasn't like they were winning yeah. the league, but they have been tied for fourth or better in each of the last four years. Right. So they're putting themselves in position basically to contend going into the conference tournament in what is traditionally a one bit league. So there's like, there's stuff that translates there that I think will be positive. He did some good stuff in terms of graduation rates I mean, I'm excited for it. I think there's a lot of potential there. I also, uh, I still have my doubts. I still have my skepticism. I think my big thing is like they fired Matt Brady or mutually parted ways, whatever (laughs) they want to say, um, uh, with with Matt Brady because they wanted to reach a new level. And then Lewis Rowe took them uh, to the exact opposite of where they wanted to go. And now they have to sort of rebuild again. And my question is, can Mark Byington take them to a level that was actually higher than matt brady's level because matt brady had a bunch of 21 yeah. seasons right so i don't think 21 seasons should probably be the expectation but you also want to win your league and develop into an elite mid-major and uh we'll see what happens i guess we'll see how he's able to recruit yeah and, stuff.
0: and i think his ceiling is that kind of unknown his floor is a lot higher than row i think his floor is very similar to that of mike jones and there was a lot of mm-hmm. talk throughout the last couple of weeks that mike jones was the front runner and that he was kind of the guy. And there's reports coming out that it was all but a done deal and things like that. I think the reason Byington got the job over Jones, not because of their floors. I think they have almost the exact same floors. I think it's because we know what Jones's ceiling is for the most part. And I think Byington's is more of the question mark. So I think that kind of allure of it all got him the job over Mike Jones. Do you agree with that?
1: Maybe a little bit. I think that he's – He's younger, so there's a little bit less that's known about him. He probably has a higher higher ceiling than Jones with a similar floor. So I understand the uh, the rationale there. Although I was certainly still interested (laughs) in Mike Jones. Was kind of hoping. Yeah, I thought he was going to be a legit candidate. I was excited to see him potentially have that opportunity. But we'll see what what Byington's able to do. I think he'll be be decent. And now he's in a weird position where he has to like re-recruit JMU's roster via Zoom. (laughs) her phone calls to like try to get all these guys to stay. What is it right now? It's, it's Lewis and Wilson or not Lewis. Sorry. Banks and Wilson. Banks and Wilson. I think Um,
0: from Deshaun Parker's Twitter, I think he's kind of recommitted to
1: the program. Yeah. He he kind of like
0: changed his profile picture to a JMU picture. Um, So I think he's kind of recommitted. And I think our silence on the Lewis front lends to me that he is staying as well. So it looks like they're keeping the core of Lewis Parker, Christmas, Wooden, and Harvey and Jacobs.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard anything from them. So that would be a a positive um, if he's able to keep a decent number of those guys. I mean, I think they could go in next year with the opportunity to win 20 games. I really do because they've got that decent roster. If he's able to do something with it, that would certainly be awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. It's not, it's, (laughs) it's hard to be like overly thrilled just because it's not like they landed a big name or they landed some like young gun assistant who's been at a team that's been like crazy. Right. He, um, he's done some good things. He's had some good experiences. And, um, but I also think like, it's so hard to know right now, right. We gotta be patient. People are reading. I don't know if if you agree with this, but in my opinion, people are reading way too much into like everything he did. He like, he would post out, post a, um, well, like a video where he like mentioned the La lacrosse oh, program having video. success, and people people are like, "I love this! I love this! I love that he he knows these things." I'm like, "All right, he may have just done a Google search." Well, but th-
0: that's like that's the SID's job, and the SID for basketball is a fantastic SID. Like you kind of send him over, like, "Hey, know these things," and so Byington read those real quick. Like it's very easy to familiarize familiarize yourself with. Oh, our lacrosse team is a national champion. Women's basketball had a very like. You know, those things. It's kind of like, right.
1: It's, sorry it's, to interrupt. It's
0: kind of like what Tom Brady did with asking for um, his teammates phone numbers when he signed, like people blew that up, but it's like, well, that should be the, the logical thing.
1: It's just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, yeah, the Brady stuff is Brady stuff is funny. And they're like, what a quarterback. He has to communicate <laughs> with his new teammates. Like, well, color me. Like, I mean, just oh, super surprised by this. I don't know. But people, I just felt like were reading into it a lot. Where he he would like tweet, you know, his respect for Lewis Rowe with like four and a half typos, and people are like, "I love to see this from him. Absolutely love this." It's like I'm sure he's a great dude. Like I'm sure he's a nice guy, and he's doing normal things. But again, like Lewis Rowe was a really nice yeah, guy, and and he he they mutually mutually parted ways with him. So I don't know. I mean you gotta win. You gotta be able to do things. You gotta be able to recruit at a really high level. Um I think people are like based on random Twitter mentions where people are like, We're gonna miss you coach. They're like, This <laughs> is huge news for JMU. It's like, well no it's not. It doesn't really mean anything. Like he's a good coach, but let's give him a chance to see what he does and let's not read too much or too little into into anything. Let's just see what happens on the court, right? He's got a new arena, probably gonna have a decent roster returning and a chance to recruit um let's see what he's able to do it's
0: kind of like um all the reports coming out around this hire that JMU was willing to kind of open the checkbook and they were kind of looking for a splash not necessarily a splash hire but a, a bigger hire and to kind of move up the ranks of CAA coaches and and pay it among those that group and I know there was no way we I kept joking and and sometimes being serious about Shaka, but I knew there was no way they were getting Shaka smart, things like that.
1: <laughs> I expected But Shaka. I mean, there were
0: points where I, I expected a bigger named coach, and it might just be because of the timing of everything with this global pandemic and, and all of that, Um that I was kind of surprised that it was a Mike Houston type hire almost. And I remember we were saying that, like, on past podcasts about how Bournes was good with that with Mike Houston things, but it just kind of seems like we're hoping for another diamond in the rough and I feel like where this program is right now, you don't necessarily want a a, a, a diamond in the rough. Don't get me wrong. I I expect him to and I hope he turns this program around, but I just feel like like I'm already bashing on this guy, but I, I guess that's just par for the course with men's basketball.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think JMU men's basketball could do better than a diamond in the rough. Like, I think this is where JMU was at. And that, people yeah. sort of overhyped that, like, name brand coach. But you looked more and more at it. It's like, who are they going to be able to Matt bring in for a name brand? Yeah, a huge name brand. Hey, at least Colgate's you got him in the NCAA tournament. I mean, and
0: they were a shot away I, this year from getting back.
1: Yeah, well that doesn't cut it and you missed it so I mean it's interesting but <laughs> yeah it's
0: because Byington's got that so many more times
1: hey. especially well... if you added NIT appearances too woo I think they're going to be fine they'll make the tournament at some point under Byington I would, I would think but um, it's going to be interesting to see what, how it all plays out I just don't think they were able to get a big brand name, and then this is like what he should be paid, yeah. right? It was like yeah. three hundred seventy five thousand base. Like you yeah. don't want to just spend yeah. seven hundred thousand. These like, are brands. Like <laughs> the
0: the, the, yeah. the money wise is right for the hire. I th- I tweeted something yeah. out about it from Jamie Sports News, like right when it all happened, and then money numbers were coming out. And I think it could have been misconstrued what I was saying in my tweet, but yeah, that's what I was saying. Like. They, there, there was talk that they were going to hire a bigger name, but Byington is right. right for this amount. I was just surprised that they went with Byington, and that amount when there were reports that they were trying to get a bigger
1: name and bigger amount. I just can't think of any big name that could possibly. Yeah, land. that's very. Were they in like Seth? Would you feel better about? Seth okay, no, all of those.
0: No, and also that's the thing when you when you start talking about bigger names in the in the landscape of collegiate basketball, the, the bigger names just the the money they they command exponentially grows like you go from a four hundred thousand dollar coach like what what buyington is say he is successful here for the next five years and makes it to two ncaa tournaments or even one but a couple caa wins yeah exactly but like he's going to go on to another program that's going to give him two mil like that jump is just exponential
1: for sure. And the one thing that I do like that excites me a little bit is like when Lewis Rowe came in, he had never coached a game as a head coach and this guy is 131 yeah. wins as head coach. Like I think that's a huge huge boost for the program just to have someone that like all right, we know he can at least do this a little bit, you know. And you look at even a guy like um Matt Brady, Matt Brady when he came to to JMU, he had only been a head coach for four seasons at Marist. Where Mark Byington, He's had, had yeah, seven. he's had
0: seven and, so, and he's had a lot of experience yeah, so. as an assistant at at, at UVA and, and kind of bigger schools than what
1: Roe was. Yeah, so I think they're yeah, right. He was like, green. In what, Bowling green and JMU before. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm excited about it. I think there is good potential, but yeah, I mean you just gotta win. Like it comes down to you just gotta find ways to win, but it's I think it's a pretty – I have a similar reaction to what I would have had if Mike Jones was hired. It's a pretty safe hire, I think. It's like, all right, we're not going to be nearly as bad, and we'll see what the the, um, ceiling is. But you look at a guy like Mike Houston. Mike Houston, I wasn't – when he was hired, I was like, (laughs) "Eh, I don't really know what this means, but I knew the roster would be good. So you just wait and see what happens, and it obviously worked out pretty well. So I think if you have – even if it's a similar situation where Byington's able to build the program, let's say he coaches three seasons, wins the league twice, and leaves, I still think that's a plus plus, and a positive. And I think if you do that, you're able to excite the donors enough that they might actually shell out for a bigger name.
0: That's a good point. Do you think there's any chance he keeps this full nucleus? Do you think there's any chance he's able to recruit Banks and Wilson back? Or do you think they're all but gone?
1: Um, I mean, it would be weird to post like a Twitter note about how you're leaving and then come back. But I I think he's going to have a chance. But I looked at some of the reports that some of those like hardcore recruiting yeah. people are doing now, and they look at some of the names that have like reached out to Wilson and, Banks, and I was Banks. like, whoa,
0: Banks is some Butler. Um, he had a
1: great list. Yeah, I think Florida talked to him, or at least, or which least is Wilson. great
0: for for both of those guys. Like, move on up because Banks is a special talent that you you saw in
1: flashes at JMU, and
0: and there are times I was kind of thinking, wow, Banks is really good to be at jmu
1: yeah here heard from some good when georgia was on there marquette like i think both guys south florida looked at them i know yeah. both florida guys i think wilson was the one that had florida reach out but uh it'll be interesting to see what happens um yeah i mean it, it'll be really interesting and i know that some of this was like hearing from a list of schools it wasn't necessarily yeah. like they're offering him a spot so it's a little different so I wouldn't be stunned if they did talk to Byington and they go through the process and they find that they don't love the list of recruits and maybe you see a guy like Matt Lewis, Deshaun Parker, uh, other people stay. I wouldn't be stunned if one of them said, you know what, um, let me make the move. But also the same thing when they when they do a big goodbye, yeah. you would think that they're they're probably yeah. not coming back. But we've talked and we've said basically if they're able to keep you know a few of these core guys. It's probably be Yeah, I think okay. we said three of six
0: of the, the kind of core guys that saw the, the court last year in terms of Parker, Lewis, Wilson, Banks, Christmas, and was it Wooden? If they could keep yeah. three of those six, they'll be in a good spot next year. We said if they could keep five of the six, they're CAA winners. Um, but it looks like they're going to be keeping four of the six as of – Wednesday, March twenty fifth at two forty
1: PM. Yeah, I mean you look at a potential starting lineup, they looks like they need to either recruit or um maybe bring in like a transfer center. I think that's kind of the area where they're lacking, especially if Wilson leaves. Uh, one of those like legit yeah. big men, maybe someone who's closer to seven feet, but they've kind of lacked that for the last ever. Time. <laughs> Eight years. I don't remember. So. <laughs> so. The tallest
0: guy was six ten. Well, no, it was probably Alex Schultz in when he was seven foot. But
1: yeah, the walk. On but yeah, he didn't right?
0: see the court. So probably like a six ten was the tallest like player they've had see the court in the last who knows how long.
1: Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens and how it works, but. Um, hopefully they're able to bring in some guys and, and play at a high level and, and do all these things. I'm excited to see how it goes. I think it's good to have a new coach. It's good to have this this opportunity. I did say last year, and I think it might have worked out. They probably would have lost more in terms of transfers, but I still partially think they should have taken a harder look at moving on from Row a year ago. I understand why they made the decision that they did, but a lot of people are like, oh, you start this new era in the new arena. It's all good. But imagine if buying then or someone yeah. else had had a year. To like implement their system, go through whatever roster turnover they did, and then really sort of get into it in year two, I think that yeah. could have been positive as well, which is obviously already done. In <laughs> yeah, I, notch, I mean, but... we
0: both were kind of calling for Ro's job last year. And yeah, I mean, this first year, people kind of consider it year zero almost for a new coach just because it's none of the guys he really recruited and it's kind of using a system that he might not necessarily go with fully. Um, so if he could have done year zero in the last year of convo um, and and won more than nine games, I, that would have been a plus. And then you go into year one in the new convo, everything would have been fantastic.
1: It would have been a positive for sure. But here we are. This is the situation that we have. So I'm excited to see how it works. And uh, hopefully they actually win some games. We will see if that. Over-under wins sure
0: next that. season. I'm going to set it at 17 and a half Ooh. over
1: Oh, man. Let's say they – okay, if they keep – like if only Wilson and no, Ben are the ones if, leaving. I'm, I'm
0: telling you, right here, right now, you got to pick 17 and a half over-under wins next season. 17 and a half. Wow. Say All over. right.
1: I like. I would. I'll wow, take the, the
0: under. But I think there'll be a top half CAA team, and we'll make a little bit of a CA tournament run.
1: Top half, and you think they're making a run? And you think they're? Yeah, going I think under.
0: they'll be at 17, 16 wins. Uh,
1: okay. Okay.
0: I don't think much under. Like I well, don't I think they will going to ten wins or eight wins or nine wins. But I think they'll be like. I don't think they'll reach eighteen wins. Is what
1: I'm saying. Gotcha, gotcha. I think <laughs> they will because Mark Boynton is a legend. The Salem Virginia legend. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully he's good. I saw something on like Facebook too where people were talking about his his free throw shooting. They're like, "Didn't he shoot 90% from the line at UNCW? That really helped us." I looked it up, he shot like 77%. <laughs> I'm like, "Alright, we're already like override <laughs> this guy like great. Wasn't he like the best free throw shooter in college basketball history? It's like, no, he's just a guard. He was a guard,
0: <laughs> but all right.
1: I also love like, <laughs> anyway.
0: uh, probably this is our last little side tangent on Byington, but like, he's already getting like almost the Lou road treatment with the way he's like talking about JMU. Now all the JMU fans are like, he is dedicated to this. Pro- he loves this program so much. If he wanted to go here <laughs> And we just didn't recruit him. Like, we messed up. He is a JMU
1: legend. And it's like, mm, I don't think so. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we need to just give him a chance to, to be himself. It's crazy how much people just, like, want sports. that They're like, all right. So I watched his 90-second video talking about the program about 25 times. And I've decided that he's a, a Duke, proud and true. And it's like, all right, just, let's be patient here and let the man coach. But yeah. Also, I will say that he should not get a year zero because if the roster does come back in any capacity, it's a pretty decent team, and I do not allow him a, a year zero like Roe has. Okay, I'm all not right. about it. All right, all right, okay, I'm not about it. Like, like, oh, does Mike Houston not a national champion because it was zero year zero?
0: All right, I see your point. I'll concede that point. I'll concede that point.
1: And Rose' roster that first year was not. What he won ten games, and then he ends up winning nine. Yeah, that last low
0: key year. that roster. His first year was a twenty-win roster. The year before, I
1: think. Yeah, I mean losing Ron Curry hurt. Me. I mean they, they have had some the pieces legendary there. I mean,
0: Jackson Kent. I don't know.
1: You add twenty-five pound to Jackson Kent, and you had Ramone, small Snowden. Four. You
0: had Johanni Allenberry. You had
1: Snowden. Snowden was good for four points, three rebounds a game.
0: <laughs> Snowden was good. Snowden was no, good had for some, the random. They outlets, had some guys right? that were random,
1: like three threes had, in a row. They had a bunch of role players on that team that like, could have been good in spurts. But instead of having it be like every night, two or three guys really stepped up. They just never like fully Brown, their potential. Mr. Three-point. That dude should have He should have been like a 20-point-per-game dominant force. But if he missed the first shot in the game, you could just write it off. And he was about to go 0 for 12 because his body language would slump and stuff. But if he made his first two, he was about to drop <laughs> 25 in your face. It was, it was insane. <laughs> Who else was on that team? <laughs> missed that guy. I don't know. <laughs> That's Gosh. a weird team, man. Let's, uh, mean, let's uh, look it up and Shakis. go through this roster.
0: Um, Tom Vadonovich. He,
1: he was a scrapper. <laughs> Love that guy. He would get he would get in your face um, and stuff. He who was else? You know. I'm glad that Was Chabarkov on that team? He was,
0: man? Dimitri.
1: Because he was the best shooter in on the team. That man had an incredible three point shot and like a hook shot. Yeah, he had some weird So I, I'm
0: that. really glad everyone who tuned in to listen to Mark Byington is now hearing us reminisce on Coach Rose.
1: Year zero wrong. <laughs> First wrong. Yeah, year one in my book. We don't get any of these excuses. No excuses for Mr. Byington and company.
0: Let's see. Who, who was their second? Because Jackson Mark Kent was their Cameron. leading scorer. Who was their second leading scorer? Was he actually yeah, 100, who was the only like consistent somewhat player?
1: Oh, they had Stuckey as a junior, but I feel like he was stuck. He was that sitting year. out that year. Joey McLean, yes. Terrence Johnson, but I think he ended up transferring. Vince Holmes also ended up transferring. Tyreek Knady was a walk-on freshman guard who they got a technical foul his first game or something because they didn't have him in the really. Scorebook. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chabarkaba was there. Oh, they had that VCU transfer sitting out too. SISM. And then he ended up leaving. Oh
0: yeah, that's right. He played a couple of and games then they had, oh, too, they had, the next season, and was like,
1: "Okay." Was and
0: then he left.
1: And then they had Yohani Dalenber and uh, Ivan Lukic.
0: Yeah, Jaron Schism was was, was, was all right too. He was a VCU kid, and then he came.
1: Yeah. And Yohani Dalenber remember second... like
0: halfway through the season, he got sat out because of something. Like a like a medical condition?
1: Yeah, yeah. He was... Yeah. Man, what are the memories? Do you remember Cameron Smith? <laughs> How could I not? If you remember when they played him? They didn't play him all year, and he started the conference tournament opener? Yeah, and, he, and he, he... I think that was last, that was last well. year. And then he was gassed after 30 seconds because they didn't play him, and he hadn't played all year, and he was like... Hadn't been <laughs> able to train... And I was like, what in the you world is this? my favorite
0: player of all time on JMU's roster.
1: DeVell Phillips. Who? Devel Phillips got in the doghouse weirdly and then never played. And I was like, what happened? Yeah,
0: that was, that was really weird. Because he was like a solid inside guy who was fairly athletic. And then halfway through the season, his minutes just started going down. Happened with Christmas, too. I wonder if there's something there.
1: It's very, very odd. And the other guy that I was looking through just now, and I'm going to be honest with you, I completely forgot that he had transferred. (laughs) Greg Jones. I totally forgot about Greg Jones. He's
0: doing really well at, I think, Virginia Union, a D2 school in Richmond. Like,
1: really well. I thought he went to, like, Connecticut. No. Who went to Connecticut? I don't know. Like, UConn? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, like a. No, like a, no, definitely uh No, Greg Jones went to Virginia Union. This is him, Greg. No, no way. Where are you seeing that? No, this is Southern, like Connecticut State. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> 100%. 100%. He went to Southern Connecticut State. No, are you just? Are, have you been tracking? Have you been tracking a different Greg Jones who's like bawling out? No, you're. I,
0: I'm on his Twitter right now. Let me let me tell you.
1: Yeah, he's only retweeting. It'd be really <laughs> odd if he was retweeting Southern Connecticut State, and this man did not play there.
0: Who went to Virginia Union then? I swore someone
1: was <laughs> I Virginia Union. No idea. Like, oh, well, he, he has been tearing, tearing it up. up. <laughs> he has been tearing it up over here. Look at this. 13.8 points, 7.6 boards, leads yeah, to blocks. He, yeah. Dang, bro. Man. This kid's shooting 34% from three. <laughs> yeah, he's coughing over there. Shooting 88.9% from the free throw line. <laughs> what did this? All right, this is, we missed on him. We missed on him. Facts. He put up. Dude, put up 31 against Stonehill. New Stonehill. <laughs> uh, no idea. do you drop twenty seven drop twenty seven on New York County? All right. Moving on. Fif, fifteen boards against Franklin Pierce. Uh, so yeah, the
0: Buyington era has started. <laughs> Franklin Pierce always can Bennett concluded. is still caught up on Greg Jones tearing it up in Connecticut in D two. He told me he
1: was I didn't go catch a <laughs> Greg Jones game. Um
0: so I think a quick hit is in is in what is in order. Thank order. you. For uh, women's basketball, they had a BPI like coin flip thing, and they ended up in the Sweet 16, and yeah. Kamaya Smalls is now a household name.
1: That's all about I have on that. Oh, <sighs> yeah, very disappointing, this been... yes. BP, BPI said they were going to win the national championship. <laughs> Not really. It said they were going to the Sweet 16 with two upset wins as an 11 seed. It said Kamaya Smalls dropped 32 on somebody. Like what? And so we missed out on it because of <sighs> the freaking stupid virus. But it is what it is. No, it just thinks that that team I had the season cut short because it had them losing to Drexel and still making the so NCAA 11-2. tournament. And I think Kamaya, Kamaya quote tweeted it, and she was like, "Yeah, losing to Drexel, all right, or something like that." She Which like, I
0: think is funny. She's not focused on obsessed. the part that they're going to the
1: Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, they like she's go like, no. to the Sweet Sixteen, and she's like, "You think we're losing to Drexel?" <laughs> well, here's a here's a. They also had Drexel upsetting someone in the first round as well. Here's a thought. So the CA would have been rich. Here's a thought. A thought game. If they beat okay.
0: Drexel in the CA tournament and become CA champions, what seed are they then? Still an 11, probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> They're a <are> two seed. <laughs> if they pick up that win over Drexel, I'm putting them in the one line. But they lose, stick them in, They might have gotten to like a 10 or something. Though. Uh, um. I feel like if they lost they would have been at twelve. If they lost, I'm gonna be honest, I don't think I don't know they would have gotten any. Hey, according to BPI they did, so yeah, BPI, very accurate. Screw the but, net. Uh, yeah, no. We we missed that. We missed baseball was playing well, God. we missed softball, which I could have vented more about their inconsistent pitching.
0: We did get a lot of lot worth of that. You, we had a lot of vent sessions on that.
1: Yeah, well I guess it was that's the only positive is I can stay calm. What well, else? Lacrosse was playing pretty well. All of, well. This, all of, tennis of those teams was really were playing good. really
0: well. The NCAA is talking about right now granting another year of eligibility for winter and/or spring sports. What are
1: your feelings on that overall? I don't think they'll give it to winter, and I think that's it stinks. But it yeah, kind of fair because they played like ninety five percent of the season in some cases. Right. some some teams were literally done. Like so, if you give it back to them, it would be kind of weird. Um, and you'd have to I think you'd have to do it in a way that was really specific to teams like um teams that were still had their season alive and chances to play. And I think that yeah. would be too hard to do. So I don't think that'll happen. I wish they would do it where it'd be like you can get the five percent back so like my small, just <laughs> wait and play next an <laughs> tournament only. <laughs> like well rested Lexi Barrier, Kamaya Smalls, Jack Cooper Williams bring him <laughs> back for like a tournament. But like you have and, no tape yeah. on them
0: all season and then they try out this <laughs> starting five and they're like, What the no.
1: Why? Um, <laughs> completely different five. Yeah, no, that'd be crazy. Obviously, they won't do that because it would be nonsensical. And what we, I don't know what they would do all year either, just waiting for it. But, twiddle um, their thumbs in the gold
0: convo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Matthew Erbach. I don't know where he went. Oh, he just I think um, he just quit. Just like... Why are you um, so um, still scrolling <laughs> okay. through their
0: old roster? <laughs> well, they have Sorry. a new three-point um, three specialist.
1: Yeah. Quinn Richie. Uh, The Furman guy, I think, would have been a good coach, too. But I think he was above us. Um, Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) No, but the eligibility. I think spring sports athletes should get it. I wonder, though, if they'll only do it for seniors. Yeah. Um, We'll have to see what happens there, which would still benefit a lot of athletes. But it would suck if you're, like, a really talented freshman, sophomore, junior, and you played four games. And you don't have a chance to. It's just, like, a lost season.
0: I think. Um, Because originally, I was like, yeah, they should only do it for seniors. But. As time has gone on, I mean, under the NCAA rules, they, like, fall under the redshirt rule. They didn't play, what, more than 33% of their season?
1: Is that for every sport? Oh, football. I I think
0: there is, like, a percentage of the season you have to play to, like, burn your year of eligibility. Because, like, if you get injured, like, in the fourth game, you didn't lose that entire year. Right, they'd probably grant you that.
1: That's yeah. why I think it would make sense for them to give them the option. There are going to be players. I would I would guess though that maybe they're a junior, and they're like, you know what? I don't really want an additional year. I want to graduate yeah. in four. This will just be my senior year. So it's going to be weird. Um, but hopefully they at least grant some eligibility. I hope it's widespread and, um, for anyone who who missed it. So we'll see what happens. But it's it it's also comes
0: into the fact of like baseball isn't full scholarship. So do some of these seniors have the financial means to then come back yeah, exactly. for another year? Because some of them might be in a lot of debt right now and won't be able to afford a fifth right. year of college. As much as they would want to play, they'd still have to go through their entire fall semester and then they'd have to wait till spring to just play.
1: The logistics are a nightmare, but hopefully the NCAA figures it out because you know, a lot of these guys deserve that and guys and girls deserve that opportunity. So um, I want an additional year. I'd be interested in having a tuition free additional year or you and I come in, we just do maximum for a year, grant us the eligibility back, give us a chance, worst case scenario, you know, we'll do it. And um, if we're able to do it, great. And if we're not, that's fine. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I wouldn't say no to that. Exactly. So NCAA, do right by us. Give us a chance to, to live our dreams. Um, Anything else to add? <laughs> Who is number twenty? Oh, that's
0: the uh, yeah. Well, I uh, think Spotswood kid. That sounds so rude. JMU, uh, Dalton Jefferson. I don't think he, men, I think he may have played a couple of right, all right, season. But he's from
1: East Rock. JMU, right. East. JMU men. Gotcha. gotcha. JMU men's basketball. They're like four five star recruits away from figuring this thing out. Yes, yeah, so, so if you're a five star recruit listening listening to this, just commit. All right, like. No questions asked. You don't need to visit. You don't need to do anything. Commit and just play for like four full seasons. Don't go (laughs) pro early, and um, you got a chance to do something. Well, here's one more thought
0: question, brain question before we head out.
1: Brain (laughs) Brain question. question.
0: That's what (laughs) this comes from from the brain. doing to to me. I can't (laughs) hardly talk anymore. Um, One more. If you're ever a five star recruit, would you, for the fun of it, go to like? (laughs) <laughs> go to like for a mid major, you know, like a mid major school, and just dominate for like a year or two, and then go pro.
1: I think it'd be kind of like fun, think yeah. of
0: how 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 dominant a five star recruit like Zion going to going to JMU and just think of what he would have done to the CAA. <laughs> I mean, Zion
1: like is extreme because of what he did to <laughs> the ACC. <But, laughs> like not even like a Zion just like a kid who goes in is like a normal solid dude like a trade like a normal solid let's take yeah like a Trey Jones let's say you're like um I guess he was pretty good too like a um Cole I guess Cole Anthony was hurt and that's kind of why he was not as good but like let's say Cole Anthony is like all right I'm doing one year in the (laughs) CA and he just (laughs) shoots 50 times a game and drops like 65 points and then he bounces but also he would be I, like well, an icon that's I'm saying. Like, I for the rest of his life. You know what that. I mean? Like in North Carolina, no North Carolina, yeah, no North Carolina fans are going to be like, do you remember Cole Anthony? Like no one's going to look at him as like the best player they've ever had and I think he, he had an announcement yesterday about how he's not going to have any more announcements um, about about his future. But, um, yeah, so maybe he'll come back and have a sophomore year and like, build up his status there but you could be one of these one and done dudes go to a right? random mid-major and they will adore well, like, you for a year look at like, oh, and uh, yeah. ja and Yeah, exactly. Like, they both
0: did like multiple years yes. at their school I think Ja went all four but like they're mid not just not just Murray State and Dayton like folk heroes now they're mid-major basketball
1: folk heroes yeah Damian he Lillard his- was a Portland State McCallum or Weber State the- or something I- one of those It yes, was Weber right. State wasn't he he plays in yeah, Portland now. I almost got that. I dig <laughs> it. God, that's why I did it. I knew it was like a West Coast team that wasn't good, and people would be like, this guy leads the nation in scoring. I'm like, okay. I don't know who that is. Your 15-year-old self,
0: okay, cool.
1: Yeah, I was like, all right. They're not they're not doing crap in the tournament. <laughs> but Now it's crazy. I would do that But for those sure. guys weren't even well, like I don't know highly, highly recruited they would, but... guys. They were under-recruited, like not right.
0: great in high school, and then just –
1: yeah, if I'm a one-and-done, I am 100% looking at, like, going to the College of Charleston and becoming a legend. Just come to JMU, <laughs> win a bunch of games, drop 30 on people, and, uh,
0: and bounce. I think that'd be so much fun. If I was, if I was skilled, I think I think – I don't know if I would have done that, but there would have <laughs> definitely been a thought in my mind of, like
1: – It would take a very, like, different 18-year-old. You know what I mean? Like, you'd have to be sort of wired, strangely <laughs> – to not want to play at, like, Duke and have that atmosphere to want to play in front of, like, But the crowds, crowds would be but huge. Just wanted...
0: Like, you would sell out. Like, the second Zion start, like, the whole... I feel like the home. Oh, Zion
1: could do it anywhere. But if you're, like... I don't know if Trey Jones is selling out UNCW's arena if he's playing on the road.
0: Okay, yeah, in terms of that. But, like, he, like home games Home home yeah, right? yeah, home like, games would be nuts, yeah. I'm trying to think of another recent, like, star that's come. Like, my guys, like... like
1: we would try to recruit Lonnie Walker. Like
0: uh, Victor Oladipo. <laughs> he would
1: have been fun.
0: Like, Buddy Heald. <laughs> These Oklahoma and Indiana stars. Like, Could you imagine them at J.M.U. for a season? Or a, or like four Buddy years? Healed. I think Buddy Heald was there for four years. Like, that'd be fun.
1: Yeah. Wait. Let me, let's look at the NBA draft. 2019 NBA draft. And I'll pick out some names, and we'll we'll find the right one that would have been a good. Jamie. I think this is the and best part. I think if this is the best. I think
0: I might cut this to the beginning of the podcast because this is by far some of the best content we've
1: ever had. It really is. Continue with that. Debating whether or not these spots <laughs> are recruited. R.J. Barrett would have been fun. a classic. Oh, North Carolina, Kobe Yo, White. He's you're doing
0: good around? in Chicago. Yeah. he
1: would have been fun. Cam Reddish would have been like a classic. Could do Tyler Hero played like, in Kentucky. Fun. PJ Washington, yeah, yeah. Those guys would have been absolute legends. Ty Jerome. <laughs> Ty Jerome DeAndre been, Hunter. This your little DeAndre Hunter would have been Mom cool. Mom
0: Day Dia Tiki Day? Yeah. That was close.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that if we had added Justin Wright Foreman. Could
0: you have imagined Hofstra's team in at JMU?
1: Like even yeah, I think if we can get a twenty-one team with like some scores, we just need a dude that can drop 30. We just Matt need a guy that can no, drop thirty. Stop, get out of here!
0: We don't need a volume shooter. We need a scorer.
1: He's not a volume. He's um, efficient.
0: We we need someone. We need a team that can consistently get us chicken nuggets.
1: Consistently get us chicken nuggets. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I want a high. I hope they keep the same tempo where they just like run. They don't think of anything. No, that's what lost oh, them. Wait, games. Let me, wait. Let me check that. <laughs> let me check the tempo for Georgia. What's their favorite? I think they are pretty quick. <laughs> Georgia Southern. Yeah, they ran the 41st fastest. What was Jamie the country. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I can't find this. Oh, no, we slowed down. 32. So we're going to run okay. the f- very All fast. Right.
0: Hopefully they take good shots while doing that.
1: <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> They were, yeah, no, we were two hundred thirtieth in offensive efficiency, and uh, Georgia Southern was one hundred eighty second. But they were one hundred. That's not. That's not good good. At all. They were one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> they were one hundred second defensively, pretty decent. No, that's and not we a... were. They're
0: not even top one hundred. Top one hundred and second. That's not top. Yeah,
1: 100. that's. Yeah, that's basically top one hundred, but the, we were three hundred twenty third. Jump. Okay. 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 <laughs> that's a huge jump. Huge jump. jump. All right. Huge jump. And. They were the 134th best in the country. What were we? 311. How many teams were there? They were just behind Wright State.
0: How many teams are there? (laughs)
1: 353. So So they're like a top third. They were a top third team. And we were a bottom third team. Yeah. So basically, we're going from a team not making any postseason considerations to like a legitimate final four So this
0: is a team anyway. that I would expect so last year's team was weird them getting a couple CAA first place votes this is a team next year that I would expect one yes. or two CAA
1: first place votes out of you think they're gonna get first place votes well, so I think they won't get any but they'll get this year they should but they're losing Dwight Wilson and
0: Darius Banks but they're gaining a better coach and we all know in college basketball a coach is more important than a roster Unless you're UNC. Mm. And with that, anything else?
1: <laughs> I hope that our assistant coaches are shocked as part yep. and great.
0: And coach. for Bennett Conlon, my name is Jack Fitzpatrick. You guys have a real, wonderful rest of the White Year Thursday. See ya. There are no sports. This is terrible.